Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, HaMelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor Billy Elias. One of the things that we have to remember is a lot of our belief in demons and what they can do came in the medieval era. When the medieval era began, they were inundated with Germanic folklore and Viking folklore, right? You just watch the movie Vikings, you know, the TV series, and you watch The Last Kingdom and you could see, I mean, look, our culture has fallen in love with the Viking culture, right? Everything now is like Viking culture. I mean, it's just become crazy. The the, the word hell, and I've said this a lot of times, comes from the goddess Hela. So Englishmen would tell their children, if you misbehave, God is going to put you in hell. Hela was the goddess of the underworld. They were making a, a point to tell their children, you're going to go into the underworld of a pagan god. It became translation, and today we say you're going to hell. Well, that's not a place. Sheol is a place. Gehenna is a place. Hell, I don't know. You can escape hell, folks. When I say that, understand what I'm saying now. Hell being the the Viking lore, Vikings could escape hell. You could escape Hades. When they went into Hades to get Persephone's pearls, they were able to get in and get out. Do, Do you see what happens with mythology? You can escape. In reality, you there's no escape from Sheol or Gehenna. I don't. You understand, but when we start talking about these things, we draw conclusions that aren't scripturally based anywhere, but because they have become a part of American mythology, we believe them to be true. So when it when you look at appearance, goddess Lilith, she is the head as some would say, the queen of the Shadim. Believe it or not, we're going to see it later. I don't remember. can't remember exactly off the top of my head. It's either Job, Isaiah, or Ezekiel who completely, totally outline who she is and what she does. Crazy, right? Just would never know it. Um, So she's said to have the feet and claws of a rooster, and you get an idea of what they believed, the appearance of Lilith, this demon. Um, Later on, this demon Lilith is often shown with serpents because of her affiliation in mythology with the Garden of Eden and Satan himself. I want to, and I'm going to come to this man called Franz Delitz. And one of the things that I want you guys to understand is that during the Middle Ages, around 500 AD, 500 years after Christ, This doctrine of demons and taking human form and and, um, copulating with women and the daughters of men, this whole thing, had become so rampant that Maimonides, Moshe Maimonides, which is the greatest Hebrew scholarly mind since the Apostle Paul, and multiple rabbis in what is known as the Mishnah Rabbah, denounced all of this. To say it is time to come out of 
mysticism and folklore and enter in the truths of the gospel. And I have, I put a quote in here from the Mishnah Rabbah. Says the sons of God, B'nai Elohim, saw the daughters of men. Rabbi Simeon B. Yochai called them the sons of nobles. Furthermore, and I, this is important, he says that anyone who calls them sons of God shall be accursed. Because now what you're saying is these were sons of God, and he allowed these demons to take an unnatural form and break the natural order. Because when God created and said it is finished, it is finished. When he rested, he rested. There was no now changing. Nothing changed. God's law is sovereign and is unbreakable. So we come to the point where we, we, we you can, there's a lot there that you can add in your notes. Um, with Franz Delitz in his commentary on Genesis, he says, in the promise which followed the curse of transgression, the first glimpse of redemption is seen. The division of the descendants of Adam into a God-fearing and ungodly race exhibits the relation of whole human race to God. The flood prefigures the judgment of God upon the ungodly and the preservation and blessing of Noah, the protection of godly from destruction. In other words, he didn't set races apart that were half demon and half man. He set the wicked and unrighteous the worst that he had ever seen in humanity from those who could carry the righteousness. That's it. So the question becomes, and I'm going to kind of just go a little bit more, how do we draw the distinction? Right? As deceptions go, Satan and his demons are the most skilled, obviously, in this discipline. Um, they can negate their true nature by using folklore and propagating the fantastical, right? They're always adept at confusing God's word with folklore and witchcraft. Genesis tells us that Eve obviously was Satan's first victim. Now the serpent was more crafty than any animal which Adonai God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say? He, at that moment, got his fangs, so to speak. And he started to inject the venom when he said, did he say you are not to eat from any tree in the garden? Because that's what he does. But understand how his temptation works by hearing, which is God, why God goes out of his way to say, incline your ears to hear. Students of the gospel, Believers in Jesus the Messiah, why do you think such an emphasis is put on studying the Word of God? Because in studying the Word of God, it's going to enable you to hear God's voice clearer. If you don't study the God, the totality, from Genesis all the way through to the maps, you are not going to hear Him properly. And when that happens, you run the risk of emotionalism and mysticism and mythology creeping its way in. And if it runs unchecked, there's no discipline. We see this with David taking the ark into the temple by bringing it on an ox cart and going to the threshing floor. 
And then I can't remember his name. When he struck down, David gets mad and goes to God and said, why did you strike him down? We were doing a thing. And he said, bro, you were an error. He was an error. As if I needed your help. First of all, I set rules into motion. Only Levites could carry my ark. And only then with rods of acacia that were dipped in bronze or whatever the, the, the gold or whatever it was. And only then there were certain amount of people in the progression. And it was never to go anywhere. But the Holy of Holies, you brought it to the threshing floor, the place where we beat the wheat. This is what happens. So we have to check ourselves. Now, Psalm chapter 91, verses 5 and 6. We find the mention of the word vishedim, and I have it highlighted. In Psalm 91, 5 and 6, it says, You will not fear the terrors of the night or the arrow that flies by day. Stop. The terrors of night we're going to talk about later is the goddess Lilith. It's right there, but I, I, it's actually, it's there. I haven't highlighted it, but it is there. Okay. Um, and then the arrow that flies by the day. Who remembers what Paul says about the demonic arrows? That we are put on the shield of faith with which we extinguish the darts. But it's really the arrows of our enemy. You will not fear the terrors of the night. That is a specific type of demon or the arrow that flies by the day. Another. You see this now? Now that we're understanding, you see this? Or the plague that roams in the dark or the scourge that wreaks havoc at noon. The word highlighted there for wreaking havoc and scourge is the Hebrew word shedim. Demons. And so when we see verse 6, it gives us better insight into demons that remove the mythological doctrines. For example, the word Shadim is often translated as storm demon. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it is shown as destruction. We also find that in God uses demons, believe it or not, to do his bidding. They are used to punish Israel's enemies, and Israel when she falls astray. Psalm 78, verse 49. He sent over them his fierce anger, fury, indignation, and the trouble with the company of destroying angels. Melechai Raim, messengers of evil in Hebrew. Raim in Hebrew means evil. These are not angels as we know them of good. These are demons that he commands to do his bidding and they can't say no. In fact, they probably enjoy it. This is truth. It's right here. It is undeniable. Exodus chapter 12 verse 23 is where I'm going to end. We have the introduction of the Hamashakit. We've often, when we talk about the Passover, refer to the spirit that goes into the land of Goshen as the death angel. That has become a very um, accepted phrase. I've said it a trillion times. 
never knew any different until I read this. And what we have here in Hebrew, ha mish ekit, is the Hebrew word for slaughter. So what we have is, here we have introduced a slaughterer, and again we see God using a demon to punish the Gentile nations and or kings on behalf of Israel. And then lastly, we're going to talk about the book of Job. And in the book of Job, he introduces two different demons. One is actually later found in Greek and Roman mythology called the field demon, and the other is the king of terror. Now, this is scripture, people. I'm not making this up. That's why I have it right there. I have it highlighted in Hebrew as it appears right in the Tanakh that's been around for longer, for thousands of years, right? The king of terror. What he relied on in verse 14 of Job chapter 18, what he relied on will be torn from his tent and he will be marched before the king of terror. Melech Balachot. In chapter 18, we find a homily on the destiny of the wicked. And then in verse 15, they're handed over to one of the harshest forms of demons and fires for eternity. And I'm going to end with this one. Job chapter 5, verse 23. For you will be in league with the stones in the field, and the wild animals will be at peace with you. This is not a good thing. This is not a good thing. And the Hebrew word is ha-shadid or ha-shada, meaning demons. So what I want you to understand, um, that when we look at this particular one, im aveni ha-shada, which literally means with the stones of the field or the field demons. We have to understand that there is a place for demonology, but it can only be in the word of God. We have to be able to draw the conclusion between mythology and truth. In today's day and age, we have to be disciplined enough to look at the word of God, put everything out that we think about it, that we've seen. I mean, the truth of the matter is, do you know how many Christians are influenced by the media, not only when it comes to biblical learning, but the demonology? I ran into a Christian that watched that that show on Netflix, Lucifer. Was that what it's called? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Right? And they actually said, well, you know, that's kind of true. What? What, 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 what? what part of that is kind of true? Well, he was a reluctant demon. Wait, what are you? Reluctant? He was reluctant? Wait, reluctant? This is the problem. This is the problem. And it's hard. Because I'm learning stuff that I was like, there's no way when I read it in the Madras. There's no way. And then I read it. I'm like, it's the truth. So we have to continue to put on the armor. Knowing that our enemy prowls about. Like a what? Roaring lion. Understand what roaring lion does. This is where Satan's stronghold is. He started it with Eve, and he's done it throughout. He whispers. And the Hebrew word for whispering, the Hebrew word for whispering, you know what it means? Witchcraft. That's a totally different subject, but that's what it means. That word meaning to put a spell on, 
to bewitch. And that's what he did to Eve. So, Father, we give you glory and we give you praise. We worship you in spirit and truth. We thank you for your blessing of your words. We don't rejoice that we know this. We want to be disciplined in the use of what you've shown us. And we praise you. And as always, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom peace. In the precious name of Jesus, the glorious Messiah, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the Old and New Covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace.